The Gospel of Mark, the 12th chapter, verse 41 through verse 44. I find it interesting how each Gospel writer is led to write some things that others do not write. I don't know. Luke writes more about people who are have been healed. He writes more miracles. But Luke was a physician. Some of them, evidently, they write some things that impressed them. You know, it's like, and I've said this many times, we used to drive to Indiana the same road three, four times a year. We knew every dip in the road. Different times, I'd drive down the road, and I'd tell my wife, said, see those deer over there? She'd look, she said, how do you see those? That same woman would see a sign a mile off the highway that said sail. When Rich was little, he knew that before he even learned to read, if he saw a big red-lettered sign in a window, he'd say, Mama, 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 there's a sail, meaning get Dad to stop. But sometimes things, certain things grab us. And this is one of those things that I think got a hold of Mark, and I'm hoping will get a hold of us today. Verse 41, and Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. I'm not talking about offerings. And many that were rich cast in much. Now just, there are so many things in just even this one verse. He watched how the people cast into the treasury and many that were rich, they cast in much. Are we going to talk about that? No. And there came a certain poor widow. She threw in two mites. I've heard this all my life. Which make a farthing. It's about a penny. And after this, he called his disciples to him. And he said, I want to tell you that this poor widow has cast more in than all they which is cast into the treasury. The last verse. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she ever want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Now, there's a lot of things I could say in this that I will not get into. But I want to talk to us this morning on this subject. He knows. He knows. I read something the other day that probably very many of you will say it sounds familiar. A woman 
was thinking that her husband was going deaf. It was hard of hearing. I see some smiles on some faces. She called the doctor and expressed her concern and said, Doctor, you know, my husband, it's just, it's just not going right. And I think he's having trouble hearing and all of this. And so he tells her something. He said, start in a far room or place in the house. And he said, ask him a question. And then come closer and keep asking and come closer until he responds. She thought, well, that sounds good. So one day he was sitting in the living room, just sitting there relaxing, and she said, this is a good time. She went to the family room, which was the far room, and she said in a normal voice, honey, what do you want for dinner? There wasn't any answer. She just nodded her head, so she went to the next room, walked in the dining room. She said, honey, what would you like for dinner? And once again, there's no answer. So she walks into the kitchen and says, honey, what would you like for dinner? One more time, there's no answer. And she said to herself, it's even worse than I thought. Finally, she walked into the living room and stood at the couch and in the same tone of voice that she'd been using, she said, honey, what do you want for dinner? And the husband said, for the last time, chicken. Let that sink in, women. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> Now, was was going to say that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm going to say, but I just, you know, truthfully, there are many times that God has tried to talk to us. He's tried to say something to us. He had a purpose, but the truth of it is, way from Brother Sean, if there's the idolatry, if there's stuff that gets between us and God, we may not hear what God wants to say, and it clogs our hearing. But I will tell you this without any reservation this morning. Any need that is in your life in this service today, God will address that if you will hear him. Any situation that you're dealing with, you may walk out of here and you may go home and nothing may change in your life, but that is not God's doing, that is your doing. You have got to be to the place where you say in your life, I want to hear from God. I want to hear what He has to say. And I promise you, He wants to change situations. And what I am about to address in this 
I'm going to make this remark. I do not make this. I don't know if I ever have in this fashion, but if I have, I don't very often. I believe. I believe that God has come into this house this morning to help someone. I re- Well, we're supposed to. No, I know we're supposed to, but I believe very specifically that God has come, and my prayer has been, and my reaching has been that some person would leave here today declaring, God gave me my answer. It can be as diverse as east to west, but God gave me my answer. Some time ago while I was doing my morning reading as I enjoy, I noticed as I was reading, and I was reading out of this passage, and something jumped out at me, and I couldn't walk away from it, I couldn't leave it, and it caused me, someone made a comment last week, isn't it funny when, if you buy a vehicle, you may have never seen an orange Gremlin car. I don't know if any of you ever remember Gremlin, one of the ugliest cars ever made on the face of the earth. That's why they used to make them. I knew someone that had, it was literally a purple Gremlin. First of all, I questioned their sanity. Why did they buy it? Then I questioned their whole attitude in life. Why would you drive it? Hide it. But if you buy something, have you ever noticed all of a sudden you see how many other vehicles you have just like yours on the road? All of a sudden it's there. I think that sometimes out of this word of God, when God wants to speak to us and he has something to say, when we see something out of the word and then we look at it, it causes us to not just read and don't just read and pass over. It should cause us to look at God possibly in a different light, in a different way. We don't have any problem seeing him in, in all of his greatness. I have no difficulty when I talk or someone preaches about God in creation or God's loving us that he came as a man and died on a cross. I have no problem when we look at at seeing some of the mighty things that God has done. You know where our problems are, David? We have problems seeing the simplistic things of God. We have problems when God just simply says, I want to talk to you or I want to show you something or I would like to lift you up in this in just something small. I want to talk about that. There is a side of God that is given to us in this word. It is not the 
killing giants, parting waters. It is not the raining down of manna. We go on and on and on and on. But there's some things in this that I'm going to talk about. It does not shout out, look at me. I'm God. I expect my God to do God things. But you got to understand the love of God is so deep to us that He will do love things for us. He will do things. And I'm telling you, in this Sunday morning service, there's some things that God can and will do in your life that is specific for you that is not for others to share. It's no one else may be going through anything like it, but God's come here today to say, I care and I am here and I will help you. You know, David did not include what I'm about to talk about when he was expressing that God is our rock, our fortress, our strength, our buckler, the horn of my... Those are all good things. But there's some things I just have to know. I just have to know about God. You know, the more you learn about God, and that's a learning process, the more you find there is a side of God that holds great meaning to us. I read it. Now look at it with me briefly. Mark simply writes this. Jesus sat against the treasury and beheld. I did find this. I'm not going to go into it, but I looked it up. The word for beheld here is different than other beheld. Jesus looked. It's a different look. It's a look where I saw something. It's, if, if that means, it meant something to me when I looked. But Jesus sat by the treasury and he beheld. Some of the things that did catch my attention, there were no recorded miracles at the temple that day. You know what was outside the temple? There was a lame man that had sat at the gate beautiful, and Jesus walked by and beheld as the people cast in in the treasury. There were no miracles there. There wasn't any teaching that we are told about that went on there. He isn't saying that he would, Mark isn't saying he was watching what people was giving. That's not what he was doing. He was not watching what they were giving. He's, it said he was looking how the people gave. There's a how in this. And it is to this how that I'm addressing this morning. This isn't about offerings. It's not about offerings. It's about people. Our songs that we worship with and we sing and they were singing, it's not about an entertainment. It's about our worship to God. It's an open door. It's an avenue to come to God. 
This is everything that we do in this. It's not about let's stand and let's show how great we can worship. That's not what we're doing. It's a God that's looking down at me. He sees if I am. He sees if I am not. And that's what this is all about. But there is something very profound to me in this statement. And Jesus beheld. Brett, he beheld. Look at it. That is all that we're told that really went on that day. I like big things to happen. They talked about next Sunday we're going to eat. Suddenly made me hungry. I don't smell any food being cooked, but nonetheless, we learned that wives were to be subject to the husband, so I've got a good... No, we don't either. But that's the only thing we're told about that day. That's it. He beheld. Let me, let me tell you something. There are some things that you need to stop and pay attention in God. There are some things that God wants to tell us about Him that the only way we can get it is from some of the simple points in the life of Christ that I see what He is. This He beheld. This is for me. All right? This is for me to think that this is happening. You've got to please get your attention with me. You've got to get it in your mind. This is not 2,000 years ago we're talking about. This is today. This is in this house right now. This is on 2711 Country Club Road. This is at 1140 in the, on a Sunday morning. Jesus beheld. He looked at us. He's seen us. He knows. Caught me. He's here at this moment. Long before we ever gathered in. We may have just come to church. He came to look inside our hearts. We may just be here clapping hands. He's here to mend someone that is in desperate need. He is not here just so we can say, check, I made it. He is here because there is someone in this building that says, I need something. And I had no idea what I need. And I had no way of knowing. But God has an answer for me. I've heard it all of my life. My dad used to preach it when I was a kid growing up. I heard others preach about this woman throwing in the two mites. And that's, that's very touching. That's very, it, it does, it grabs me and it, and it should. It's very, very sincere and sweet. But I've heard two mites, nothing. I'm somewhere in my desk and there I, someone gave me what a mite would be. It's nothing. It's just absolutely nothing. But Jesus wasn't looking at the nothing that she gave. That's not what this is about. There's something else that is going on 
that we're supposed to see about God. And I want you to notice, he called his disciples together. And he said, I want to show you something. Now, friend, and I'm not, I'm just going to be short. He, he said, I'm, what I'm going to show you, one of you is going to write it down. And I want people to see me in all of my real glory. This isn't a cross. It isn't a nail-scarred hand. This is a loving, tender, caring God. He calls his disciples and he said, I'm going to tell you something. Look at this poor widow. She has given more than all the others. Now look at it. All of them gave, have given what they could spare. It didn't matter. But she in her poverty has given everything she had to live on. Okay, here we are again. But please don't stop there. Consider this with me. What I want us to see is, number one, he knew she was poor. She didn't come in there saying, I'm poor. I don't have anything, but I guess I'll give what I have. But he knew it. He knew that she was a widow. She didn't come in and people saying, this is a widow woman. But he knew it. But then he also knew that she had given everything that she had. Nobody said that. Blake, Jesus didn't go and say, Zap, I'm going to fill your pockets with full of money. That wasn't it. But Jesus knew everything about her, knew everything that was going on. You need to take hold of this. We need to take hold of this. Yes, we're going to sing, and yes, we're going to worship, and yes, we're going to praise, but it's all to a God who knows what no one else knows about us. He knew Everything He could have expressed everything about everyone else who gave. He could have expressed it all, but he's pinpointing. I want to tell you how I know what you don't understand. We could start over here with Drew and work our way around. And God knows every thought I've had this week. He knows every hurt I've had. He knows every pain I've had. He knows every sorrow i felt. He knows. But I feel in this place right now, God knows what you need. I told you it was simple. I have felt this for several days that somebody needed to hear, He saw your tears. He heard the cry that nobody knows you cried. You're the only one. He felt your fear that you wouldn't let anyone know that you felt. But he felt your fear. But you know what else he saw? He saw you walk through the doors of the house of God this morning. 
He saw you come in and sit down and put a smile on your face. He watched you raise a hand in worship when it would have been much easier to keep it down and not bother. It would have been much easier to not even do anything. But he saw it. He knows your pain. He watched you sing the song when, you, when we began to praise him. And he watched you as you said, that's my God. He knows when you have felt the loss of your children. And you know, he knew what you were going through. What I am simply telling you this morning is there is a tenderness, a calmness in all of this that God wants to sweep over this building on this first Sunday of September. He wants you to know he sees you. He sees you. If you could only understand, he's watching over you right now. No hands up at all. But I wonder how many have had some questions in the last few weeks. Some things have gone on. How many have looked at situations? It is to this that the Lord comes. He is here right now at this moment. And he knows. He knows. Before you even knew you had a need, he was already working on that need. He knows. This poor widow gave everything she had. And he knows. You came in this house today. If you could only see the reason he is here right now. He didn't come just to make us feel good. He is here because of you. I'm done. That's good enough. Let's stand together. I want to ask you if you would just close your eyes with me. Would you just close your eyes? I'm going to I'm going to ask if this is God. If there's something you need and you need him to work in your life. If you could do it. I'm going to ask invite you to come and stand up here. Not for a show, but just to tell him, God, if you love me enough to care that way, I am going to acknowledge that you see me. If I walk out and I've not bothered to tell him, I know you see me, then I, I am saying I don't really care. Are there others that would come? We're just... He's, he's here to help you this morning. I don't care what it is. He's here to help you this morning. The thing that you're worried about, He's got it. The thing that you're concerned about, He's already working it out. There are several that's coming. 
I feel God wants to do something in someone's life right now. Hallelujah. Would you just, would you just open up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask everybody, come in. Let's join. Let's just reach out together. Would you? Let's just come. We're just going to call on the name of God. That's what we do. Hallelujah.